5: You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there, sir? I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's
3: something I want to do on an overseas phone.
1: You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. play caller. play caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome us again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to uh, call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. Right, Shia. If you're watching on YouTube, apologize that things went a little haywire on the live stream. I thought that the problem was gonna be more complex, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna bother troubleshooting it. So um I just canceled the stream. I'm like, I'm just gonna do this old school, and then I thought uh well first i realized that it was actually just one little click there's just one setting that got reset on here and once i switched that everything was fine but then beyond that i thought okay why don't i just record it so we at least have youtube and um this that or the other so uh hello to those of you on youtube hello to the podcast listeners if you are listening on the podcast by the way i mentioned this on the live stream but i'll I'll mention it again i've got two lights that are just absolutely killing me right now because everyone's complaining about the quality of the, the camera, the quality of the, the lighting and everything else. I'm going to die here. <laughs> it's so bright in here. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. If you're uh, listening on the podcast, check out Packer Night Podcast on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and where are we at? It's reverse right there. Click on that or, or take a picture of that, whatever. It'll take you over to the daily podcast. It's more than just this. This is just the nighttime thing we got a whole bunch of other podcasts over there dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. So, anyways, um, I've already answered a couple of these, but let's do it again, starting with Jersey Mike. Hey, it's
2: Jersey Mike.
0: Um, that's weird. This first time it hasn't gone straight to voicemail. Sorry if there's a bunch of background noise. I'm at work this morning. Um, I listened listening to the Paul Farrington show, and they made a uh, comparison about Jordan Love, and I was like, huh? Oh, wait a second. Um, but the comparison was, you know, there's a guy in the NFL who sat for a while, and uh, then he came out and lit the league on fire. And uh, his name is Kirk Cousins. So the question is, if Jordan Bob performs like Kirk Cousins is, does, did, right? Are we happy? I'd be happy. if like, we don't need Hall of Fame. Kirk Cousins is more than a great quarterback, uh, and he definitely keeps the Vikings in contention for a lot of things. So, yeah. Um, how do you feel if Jordan Love his best that we ever get is Kirk Cousins? I I would feel pretty
2: damn good about it. Anyway,
1: go tag, go. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty torn on it. I mean, it, it seems stupid to say, no, we should be able to do better when you factor in the guy's a top 10 quarterback pretty much every year. Um, at least since he came to Minnesota, he has been. Um, but it it just kind of sucks. Like, would I, would I take that bargain? Like he'll never be any better but at least you set the floor of being Kirk Cousins. I kind of feel like I wouldn't take that. I don't think I would take that bargain. Just because, you, you know, Kirk Cousins has been on some great teams. He's had the wide receivers, he's had the defense, and they just... I mean, they were never even really close to being contenders, and maybe that's not Kirk Cousins' fault. I don't know. Um, I just feel like I would rather take the risk of saying either this dude is... Like, you know, he's up there with the top guys, or he's not, you know, he's well below Kirk Cousins, and we go and find somebody else, I think would be my preference. I mean, I, I agree with you, the guy's a really good quarterback, has been. Um, but I also know that for whatever reason, despite the talent that this guy's played with many, many times, uh, I know they struggle with their defense this year, but they've had great defenses in the past. Um. I don't know. I, I just I I just don't think I would do it. Um, if he comes out and plays like Kirk Cousins though, then then you know we're we're vindicated in everything we've ever said and we get to pull all the receipts and and everything else because he's gonna be fine. And, and maybe we can win with that. Maybe we can. I I think the only thing that makes me nervous is I, I wanna say if he comes here, if we put Kirk Cousins on this team, I think we could win. But then again, you look at it and go, I think he's had better in Minnesota you know clearly better wide receivers he's got almost as good of an offensive line right now and again i know the defense is tough but um i mean you go back to when he had a good defense i'm sure he had it stefan diggs and adam Thielen at the time um what was that 2017 what did he have in 2017 i don't know i'm not gonna look it up right now but um yeah he's he's had some stuff and they just have never been able to get it done so it would make me nervous so um I, I mean, I, I, I'll say that I will, be ha- <clears throat> I will be happy if he turns out to be that good, but I wouldn't personally take that deal. I know that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, but that's, that's my answer to the question.
4: Hey, this is Garrett reporting from Ray Nischke Field okay. on day two of joint practice with the Green Bay Packers and New England Patriots. Um, I just got done finishing an interview with a 12-year-old uh, Bobby Richardson and he tells me that he has a very interesting story to tell about uh, the coach, as uh, well known as uh, the hoodie, uh, riding his bike over to the practice field. Um, he saw the hoodie walking up, said, hey coach, would you like to ride my bike over to practice? He goes, yeah, sure son. So he follows him along and uh, he makes a corner. He kind of, the hoodie pulls away from him and starts bicycling, pedaling really fast. and. He gets over to the fence where all the bikes are parked, and the other players are dismounting from the bikes. And they he gets up to his nice BMX uh, bicycle, and lo and behold, he gets on the bike and finds that both of his tires have been deflated. Now, go figure, folks. A guy who has a uh, history with deflating footballs deflated the kids' uh, bicycle tires after he used them. So I'm out. This is Garrett from Radonischke Field. Hope to hear more uh, great news from uh, the Packers today, but uh,
0: I'm out. What's she <laughs> I, d-
1: I didn't know what else to do with that dad joke, man. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was uh, that was a good one, Garrett. I appreciate the report from Camp Brian Kyle from Madison. I gotta up my uh, soundboard game. Um. I got to figure out how to do that. I think that would be – I mean, right now, I mean, we could just do that. That's what she said for everything. Kind of just breaks the tension a little bit. But we'll see. See if I can add to that.
2: What is uh
1: What's going on?
2: Okay. Two things. One, I – the more I hear about our problems at center, the more it just solidifies an opinion I've had since the draft in 2021. And that is, it was, it's going to possibly, and I hope I'm wrong, maybe Myers can turn it around, but I do, I felt like draft night and I continue to feel that taking Myers one pick earlier than Creed Humphrey might end up being the worst thing that Gutekind does in a draft. I just, (laughs) can you imagine if we just swap those players right now, how different our line would be right now i mean it would be it it, it would be in you know, a whole different league and he was right there everybody i know it doesn't matter but everybody had him rated ahead of myers and we we took him one pick ahead and it just it just makes me crazy uh because i think it could have lasting uh implications and setting us back the other thing is i think it's gonna be
1: before we move on um I completely get what you're saying. I just generally don't like the thought process of judging the pick based on a better pick getting picked later, because that's going to happen every single time. No matter how good Lucas Van Ness is, there's probably going to be somebody that was picked after him that was better. And I'm not going to say it was a bad pick as a result. Um, I also generally don't like the everybody new thing, because although you're right, I think the Packers do that very often. In fact, only recently, only the last couple of years has that changed. But I feel like every year the Packers took people way earlier than most people said they should. Um, the problem that I I guess have with that is, number one, we, we have no idea who people that matter, where they had them ranked. Right? There's 32 teams. We don't have any idea. We know that the Packers had Myers ahead of Humphrey. We have no idea what the other 31 teams had on that. We don't know. Cause only one team took Creed Humphrey and they took him after Myers was already off the board. For all we know, they would have taken Myers. We can say that that's stupid, but we, we really don't know, you know, um, different, different variables that we're not aware of and what teams are looking for and, and, and scouting notes and this, that, or the other. And then the, on top of that, there's also examples, you know, Josh Jackson should have gone ahead of Jair Alexander, according to quote unquote, everyone. Um, that obviously worked out pretty well for us, right? You know, every pick that people didn't like that panned out. Rashawn Gary, we should have taken Brian Burns. Well, if actually if we had listened to what everybody knew, we'd be in a much worse situation. So, you know, I, I, I clearly the Packers took the wrong guy. Clearly they missed on. I mean, it's it's sort of like two separate things. I don't know that we missed on Josh Myers. I, I still think the guy's getting a bad rep. Um. Again, he had a 75 pass blocking grade. That's, that's really good. I mean, if we just look at the centers in general, again, I know he doesn't run block as well, but nobody cares. I, I just want to make sure we understand. Um, let me filter out a couple guys here. He was the seventh highest graded pass blocking center. And only two of the guys that were above him haven't even had good run blocking grades. So it's not like, well, everybody else was. No, that, that's not true. Um, and, and two of these guys really didn't play very much at all anyways, uh, Corey Levin and James Ferenc You could possibly say that he was the fifth highest graded if you remove them, but Jason Kelsey and Creed Humphrey. Those are the only two that had like really good run-blocking grades and positive pass-blocking grades. That's it. So, I mean, he, he is good. Then there's a question of did we miss on creed humphrey and the answer obviously to that is yes we should have taken creed humphrey but those are two separate things and there's always going to be a pile of guys that we missed on so i mean if josh myers is good does that still make it the worst pick in history because creed humphrey is always going to be there i mean there's almost nothing josh myers can do to reach creed humphrey status i mean creed humphrey is already maybe i mean he's the highest graded you know whatever but that but you could say that about every single pick that came before creed Humphrey everybody missed everybody you know it's the the biggest mistake anybody's ever made so i mean again i get what you're saying and um clearly they should have gone with creed humphrey there's there's no question about that but just in general as a general point of 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 note or whatever um i think josh myers should be judged based on josh myers and I think Josh Myers is, I understand the snapping issues, right? But, but I, I don't think that's going to really continue. I mean, that, 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 that hasn't happened in the two years that he's been here. There's been a, a handful of mistakes with Rodgers. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will continue. I don't know. But I, I think it's just getting familiar with, with Jordan and whatnot. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still not, first of all, I'm still not of the opinion he's a bad center because I, I just, I don't see that as being the case. But then beyond that, I'm still of the opinion that I mean he took a big jump from year one to year two. He did. That's just a, a matter of, of, I guess I can't call it a fact because it's based on the uh, data from PFF, um, which we could say could t- potentially be inaccurate. But um, I, I don't. I, I'm still excited about a potential year three leap, and and we're kind of moving off of that. And just like this guy is terrible, he's trash. And then again, making it worse because, you know, Creed Humphrey exists, which again, I just, I don't like putting those two things together because it, it doesn't, it, sh- it shouldn't be that way. That's, it's sort of an, in my opinion, an unfair metric. It, it is two separate things. And, and they, again, one is clearly a miss Creed Humphrey, everybody that picked before a miss Creed Humphrey. Then there's the question of Josh Myers, which is a standalone issue. And I don't know that we missed, missed on Josh Myers, right? I, I, don't, I don't. And I, I think everybody talking about we need to find somebody else, I don't think the Packers have really wavered on that at all. Josh Myers has always been the guy. The snaps are frustrating, but um, they, all, they understand what I think a lot of fans just kind of refuse to, and that is he's a pretty solid center in terms of what we need him to do, which is protect the quarterback.
2: Really fun this next couple weeks. As the team comes together, you know there's going to be some surprises. There always is. Uh, and the roster comes together. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting also, though, to see how Gudekunst views this roster. Yeah. Because I think unlike us fans who, even if we understand it might be a down here, Gutekunst appears to have the stomach to withstand a season of some not so great stuff happening yes um however
1: i mean it actually is kind of admirable and i think most of the fan base just hates it because they want a gm that just panics and this dude doesn't flinch and i admire it but again most of the fan base seems to hate it right same with, with the with the aaron Rodgers trade and with the, when, when aaron Rodgers was um saying he wanted out everybody panicked oh no he's gonna He's going to retire, and we're, we're screwed. We're stuck, and, da, 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 and he just didn't flinch. He's like, nope, you're playing for us, and that's it, and he did. Then when it came around for the trade, it's like, oh, he's going to retire. Blah, blah, blah. And we traded him, and we got a great haul for him. I mean, it's just there's, there's always the, the the fans panic. We, we got to go get a free agent. We got to do this. We got to trade Bakhtiari. We we can't pay Rashawn. We should just trade Rashawn. We, we we can't pay Jair. We don't have any money. We should trade Jair now because we we can't afford him. <laughs> he's just dude, just freaking relax. We got this. And this year is is no different. It's from, from sort of a different standpoint, but it's going to be a lot of like, what are you going to do about tight end? Like, I don't know, figure it out. Might, might bring somebody in, but uh, we'll see what uh, Mr. Allen can do. What are you going to do about safety? Well, we got safeties. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We we'll see how they can play. You know, whatever. What about Anders? What are you going to do? You going to find a new kid? What, you would call Mason quick. What if he signs with a new team? You know, we're, we're going to go with Anders. Like, it, stuff takes time. And and I think part of it is just understanding that these things happen. And I think us as fans sometimes don't, right? Andrew starts missing kicks. I think the coaching staff and Brian Gutekunst in the, the front office, they expected it. We didn't. So they see it and they're like, yeah, it makes sense. That sucks. Well, so then this, this year's probably going to suck too. Yeah, probably. It's crazy, right? But that's what you got to do, man. You got to work out the kinks and uh, hopefully you can figure it out. Well, what if he doesn't? find somebody else i guess i don't know he just he, he doesn't panic so you're right about he, he can stomach it he's he's not afraid like i'm even doing the 53 like well we can't and like we got to do this gotta, i don't know he, he does not care <laughs> he doesn't care he's he's gonna do what he thinks is best and then we'll go from there
2: i do think if he sees a team that could make the playoffs and maybe even do a little damage in the playoffs. I, I don't think he's so rigid in like his belief that he, I think he would make roster moves accordingly if that's how he views the roster. And so I'm going to be kind of interested to see how that goes. Uh, vice versa. If, or, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't feel that way, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bakhtiari traded and some things like that. Uh, one of my fears is though with our kicker. Now I hope he figures it out. But one of my fears is that, you know, his brother, uh, was it Daniel Carlson? The, the Raiders kicker, remember he was on the Vikings and they, you know, they cut him after he missed like four field goals against us. And my fear is that they think that Anders is his brother. And if they can just weather this storm, he's going to be great. And he might not be. And, uh, yeah, that's a fear of mine anyway. So, bye.
1: Well, and, and that's, that's the thing the the packers are saying you're gonna have to suffer because these things take time and some of the fan base is like yeah see you just gotta deal with it and then he's gonna be fine no 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 they didn't say it's gonna be fine they didn't say it's gonna be perfect they didn't say he's gonna be a good kicker they just said it takes time so there's a period of pain and then hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel If not, you get a little longer period of pain, at which point we start to find a replacement. That is an option. It's not a a guarantee. So they're not going to do that thing like the Vikings did where they say, he missed some kicks, get rid of him, and then somebody else reaps the rewards of impatience. The Packers will be patient because they're, again, another benefit of not having an owner is patience. And that's to the Packers' benefit where a lot of teams, they, they don't have that. Some owners will, will allow their staff that they hire to do their jobs, but some won't. And they'll say, get this guy out of here. So they understand, and everybody understands. Mark Murphy understands. Everybody's on board. There's going to be pain points. And this entire year is going to be pain. Jordan Love is pain. The wide receivers are pain. The tight ends are pain. The kicker is pain. The defensive line is pain. There's just pain across the board. There's going to be so many mistakes, so many people not knowing what they're doing. But that's what we got to do. And we're not going to cut people just because they're learning. We cut people once we get to the point where we have taught you everything and you're not learning. You're not improving. You know everything and you still can't do it. Once we have exhausted all options and there's no more growth, this is just who you are. That's when we're going to have to explore that option. But at this point, Anders Carlson just got off the boat. He just got in here. They're retraining him how to do everything. So they're certainly not going to cut him at this point. Rich Passaccia is going to scream and spit in his face, quite literally, but um, this is what it is, man, and so uh, who was it telling me to breathe yesterday and just deal with it or whatever? That's that's really all I can do. That's all any of us can do. We just got to deal with it, But um, and it's going to suck. That's just the reality. If you don't get out of my face, the fly is taunting me. He's like, you can't hit me. You try to hit me with that hat 75 times, and you miss. He's like, come play. I'm like, bro. Just wait. I'm going to get a shotgun. I'm going to redecorate my office. Yeah, you think it's funny. I think it's real funny. I'm going to laugh over your... No, never mind. I'm getting a little dark here. Hey,
2: Kyle again. Hey, real quick. Did you see the Twitter video of Jair shooting the breeze with the commissioner the other day when he was in town for the draft thing?
1: I saw a picture. I didn't know it was a video.
2: Uh, Jair goes over and daps him up. I just started laughing out loud, like, man, the pair on that guy to go over and gap up the commissioner. Whoo, Jair, I love you, man. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll we'll see if it pans out.
1: I think it's a good idea, man. I remember how, uh, you know, Farvin Rogers would always talk up the refs, always buddy-buddy with them. Rogers, especially, you know, earlier on, I haven't seen him do it in a while, but now he was always buddy-buddy with the refs. And then you'd always have people complaining because he'd get all the calls and yeah, he, they, the refs probably were looking a little closer. Well, now Rodgers probably wasn't talking to the refs recently because he didn't even have to anymore. If anybody even looks at a quarterback, it's a flag. But I mean, they'd work the refs. So, you know, work the commissioner. Couldn't hurt. You know, next time there's a little substance here, you can go talk, get on the phone, be like, come on, man. I no, know it's no big deal. Come on, help me out. Couldn't hurt, man. Just, uh, you know, treat people well because you never know how it's going to how fate will bring you back together. Same, same thing I thought with like Billy Turner. And I understand where he's coming from defending his coach, but him like swearing at another coach and everything else, you know, again, I get it, but there are now only, you know, there's only a handful of teams that'll take you because you've been on a bunch of teams that have already cut you. They're probably not going to bring you back. Then you go and spit in their face. and There's probably some people that just don't like the way that you did that spouting off on social media. I mean, it's just hurting you. Be good to coaches. Because then they get hired somewhere else, and then they bring you. That's basically what happened in this job anyways. Just don't burn bridges. Build them up. Go talk to the commissioner. Couldn't hurt. What's going on?
5: It's Omar the Firefighter. How you doing? What's up? Uh, I just wanted to call. It uh, ain't been up that long since I called, but just wanted to say uh, thank you. I saw that you uh, gave me a, a channel in the group chat. <laughs> for movies, so definitely, guys. Uh, I'm gonna keep it simple. Um, I'm gonna, I might post in there a couple times. I'm nice. gonna keep it simple, as I said.
1: I-, I was hoping you saw that, by the way, because it's, um, it's actually Thomas Austin that's controlling that now. I gave him control to come up with the channels. He was all big on like doing all this stuff, and I was like, just, just do it yourself, man. You, you clearly have a vision for this. You go for it. And then I saw it's like Omar's movie corner or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I was hoping you were. I mean, I'll, I'll come hang out, talk about movies. I think it's kind of cool. There is, if you're wondering what we're talking about, a Discord. I should put up a link for that in the thing here. That'd be kind of cool to get everybody up in that Discord. But we have a Discord uh, because people would call in and there would be like conversations back and forth. You know, like Jimmy would talk to Tommy, and they talk. You know, they call in, and be like, "Hey, Jimmy," like it's like, "Guys, guys, we're we're doing a thing here. Like you can talk about whatever you want. Talk about movies, food doesn't really matter." But like, if we're spending all this time going back and forth talking to each other, go talk over there. So so far, I think that's been pretty successful. Um, go hang out over there. We got place to talk movies, place to talk whatever. So I thought that that was kind of cool, and I'm very glad that you found it and you're in there. I'm just
5: say if a movie's good or bad. You should watch You should watch it. You should watch it. Hey, y'all can do the same for me. So if you like a movie or a show,
1: you know what I just saw. By the way, I just watched. Um, since horror has been a, a big topic, it was. I think it was the first day on netflix today but it's uh what is it like the priest's exorcist or whatever it's got russell crowe as the italian exorcist guy i thought it was pretty good i mean it, it's i was kind of thinking about it because it's a little bit over the top and i kind of appreciate just sort of the simplicity of the original exorcist which is a fantastic movie it's just very dark it's very you know it's just got that feel all the time. And there's a couple moments, you know, where they're like playing U2 and the media, it's like, don't, don't brighten it. And then, you know, it gets a little bit, gets a little bit big with like the dungeon and like the big conspiracy about like, you know, all this stuff. And, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you're going to basically redo the exorcist, I guess you got to take it up a notch, but I thought it was pretty good. It was decent considering there's so much garbage that I've been watching. I'm force feeding myself. Uh, what is it? Bloodlines. I, I've I haven't enjoyed that in like four episodes and I keep watching it because 'cause I'm invested. But um no, I thought it was I thought it was a decent movie. So let me know what you think.
5: Just go ahead and put it in the group chat uh under Omar's movies and uh just let, let let's share the good entertainment with our Packer family. I
1: like it. I'm gonna do um, it right my now. My question
5: to you is Okay, sorry, yes. Pack Daddy. Hey, yeah, what's up uh what is your moment? It doesn't have to do with Rogers.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: It sticks out in your mind as, like, a great moment that you remember. Um, so I'll give you mine to give an example. I remember when we had drafted Greg Jennings, I was pissed. I wanted somebody else. I wanted who the, who the uh, Patriots drafted because he won, like, the hands competition okay. for the rookies, like, pre-draft. So we got Greg Jennings, and I was like, man. But then I saw, like, how good Greg Jennings was doing and we played the Denver Broncos, and we were losing. And, like, in the fourth quarter, I was like, hey, man, we're going to win this game. Like, Favre is going to throw this pass to Jennings, and we're going to win. And, like, it's not like I knew he was going to do that. I just knew, like, I was like, hey, they're they're not going to double cover him, and he's doing a good job. Watch him score a touchdown. I said that, and literally (laughs) the next play, Favre throws it to Jennings, and he does, like, a walk-off touchdown. Um, that was freaking awesome. And I, I just was screaming and I was excited because I called it like right before it happened, like the next play, it happened. It was just an awesome moment. So I just want to hear one of your moments like that, if you got one. And peace and love to the whole pac Left family and, uh, talk to y'all later. All right. Bye.
1: Man, this is tough. Not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's, there's the obvious ones. I'm trying to remember some more like, uh, less obvious you know the super bowl and then rogers you know when his dad died and all that stuff um i mean the the only the the one that's similar to that wasn't actually packers related i was i think i've mentioned it before i was my first year i think playing uh, fantasy football so it would have been 2009 i think and um i had roddy white on my team and i was losing And the Falcons are at the 50-yard line. And I said, uh, because I was watching on the tracker, I was like, I just want to see a a big line go from here all the way to the end zone. And then I want to read touchdown, 50-yard touchdown complete to Roddy White. And then, you know, like you said, it just immediately happened. Um, And then another semi-similar story that I thought was pretty cool. You guys actually would have had the chance to see it here live if you watched the draft a couple years ago. But um, pretty fun, pretty cool moment for me was – my son, we, 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 so the last two years now he's gone through and looked at all the prospects and he's sort of graded them or whatever, ranked them. And his favorite prospect was Christian Watson. And so I saw when we drafted Christian Watson, I had to throw my headset. I ran upstairs because it was a, you know, a little delay or something up there, but, um, I got a chance to see his reaction to them drafting his favorite player. So that was actually a really, really cool, cool moment. So, um and he turned out to be a good player so my son's a pretty good scout i should see who he said were some of his favorites and see how they're doing but anyways yeah i i I don't have a ton of others i mean again there's there's the hail marys and all that stuff with rogers i don't have a ton that stick out in my mind as far as great moments um off the top of my head but hopefully that's a sufficient answer well what do we got for time here why don't we take a break uh you can support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy uh please check out grassfedcooperative.com you can use promo code packer 10 capital p packer 10 to get 10 percent off your order we'll take a break we'll be right back passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built
3: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
0: Hey, Ryan, you up in Alaska. Steve. Hope you can hear me out uh, What's up? Driving up to Fairbanks. So I got to get supply supplied. Had my busiest week ever last week. Good. And, uh, so I got to go get more stuff so I can sell more things. Uh, Calling in, got a few things I'd like to grab. Like to the first one I want to get to is the bigger thing. Um, that was a couple months ago, I think. I. I called in and I mentioned the fact that not having the kicker might be a big problem for us and we had kind of gotten used to having one and nobody was really testing it and here we are dealing with a kicker that's shaky and we're not sure of and it's a worry. Um, they kind of to bust me that they don't have another guy in there with them, but I, I'm thinking the reason is is they, they really want this guy to work out, and they're worried if they bring in somebody to compete with them that he's going to lose, and they're going to have weight to draft uh, that guy. Uh, drafting kickers is always tough. I just, i always feel it's better to stick with free agents or drafting free agents because, I mean, they're, they're there. But I'd I, I like to see them improve. I, I, Like much of the rest of the team, I'm thinking this is a position where we're going to have to just kind of, you know, cross our fingers and bite our lips and just kind of muscle our way through this season and see if he can get himself to be better in the long run. I don't know how much kickers get to practice in college because practice for college players is pretty limited anyway. So cross fingers and kind of hope I'm thinking is what we're going to have to do for at least a year, maybe two with this
1: guy. Um, the other one is Colin Coward. Let's pause there before we jump to the next one. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's actually a good point in terms of, it's not so much that they're scared he's going to lose because he probably will lose, but the point is he's going to lose and they're not going to go on to the next guy. So why bring somebody in? They're not going to replace him. This is a long-term investment. They're going to see it through. So other than let's bring somebody in to kind of push him, um, which again, I think is is probably not the best plan, just because all we're really doing is taking opportunities away from him, you know, instead of him getting, you know, seven opportunities in a game, he's going to get four or five or something. Whereas the other guy who's going to be in him, plus it's just going to be bad for him because everybody's going to say, hey, okay, you brought in this guy. He's better than your rookie. So I guess the new guy gets the job, right? And they're going to say no. So. Yeah, I think I think that is largely the point. They're not going to bring in an, I, I don't think they're going to bring in another kicker. I shouldn't say they're not going to. We'll see what happens. But I it it would make sense to me to not bring somebody in because again, it, it's not up for debate. It's not about finding somebody who can kick at 70% instead of 65% because that's not the point. The point is to get the guy that we have to kick better. And we're it's going to take a while to kind of train him up and get him there. So That would be, I think, more of the thought process.
5: Uh,
0: The only thing I can see good about the foolishness that that guy is saying is that it's going to become a real big rallying point for Packer fans in general. I think we all get together and...
1: I don't know how to feel about the offensive line. It's like I'm I'm happy because I don't think they can be a good football team with that offensive line. I'm also nervous, though, because I don't know if Rodgers can make it even half the season with that offensive line. So it's kind of a balancing act, I guess.
0: I'm other teams and what they're doing, but, man, I want that first-round draft pick. And if they can't keep Rodgers on his feet, that, that's just going to suck. you know. It's more important about what we hit than whether or not he can get you on with his career. But, all right, man. Time's up. Take care. Talk to you all
1: later. Go Pack. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still on the side of bad offensive line because I think with a good offensive line, they're really going to go far into it. And at that point, it's like, well, a late first or a high second, it's it's basically the same thing. I mean, for once, generally speaking, once you get past like the 20th pick, you're getting a second-round pick depends on the draft obviously sometimes it's it's there's even i think this past year there was even less than that it's kind of a a weak draft at the top end but um yeah i mean if rogers has a healthy offensive line they're they're going to go into the playoffs they may go deep into the playoffs and we're end up getting a a second round pick at pick 30 or something stupid so um i would rather them struggle as a team and hope that Rogers does stay healthy, at least 65%, because now we're talking about potentially a top 15 pick because the Jets could end up being a pretty bad football team. Um, and that would be fantastic, right? Would you risk getting a top 15 for assurance that you're going to get, you know, like a late first, early second kind of thing? Like, ah, it's, it's you know what, just roll the freaking dice. Just roll the dice. I want the high first-round pick if we can get it. And I think there's a chance that we can get it. And the the path to that is the defense underperforming expectations and the offense struggling largely because of a putrid offensive line. On top of that, I think they saw they had the the toughest first seven-game stretch um, of any team as far as pass rush goes. They have a brutal start to their season as far as pass rushers, so that will sort of set the tone for the New York Jets and hopefully sort of demoralize the team as a whole. And uh, this whole honeymoon phase goes to, goes a little bit dark. That would be my, my hope and my dream, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what that team's going to be. Hey Ryan.
6: uh, This is Anthony from Detroit. I'm calling. I just left the gym and the first thing I hit when I came back on was Jersey Mike's call about the smash burger that he was making with the fried, uh, not fried egg, the fried onion rings and or onion straws and bacon. It just sounded so good. Um, I actually had a football take, but I have to call about this first. Uh, It sounded great. I wanted to one up Jersey Mike and recommend a burger for you that I always get. Anytime I get a burger out, I always get, I don't know if you've talked about it probably, but an over-easy egg on it, and it just kind of cracks over,
1: you know? I've only had that, I think, once. I was on, I was actually my honeymoon in South Carolina, and I think it was bacon and a fried egg, and I'm not sure if there's anything else on it, but it was good. It was definitely very good. The burger
6: in it, like, coats it just a little bit extra. It's super fattening, obviously. Um, As I leave the gym, I'm probably (laughs) just hungry, but it's so good. There's a place by me here in Michigan, um, and they have one where it's got an egg, an over-easy egg, and then a hash brown and bacon. It's like a hangover burger or something like that. It is my favorite burger I have ever had. And moving forward, if I eat out anywhere, I'm getting – well, I have for years now, but I'm getting a burger with egg on it. It is so good. Uh, That's for Jersey Mike. It's also for you, anyone who – Want to try it? It's fantastic. Um, I have a few takes I want to talk about, mostly the uh, you know 2013 to 2017 Packers and just how great of a job Brian Gutekind, uh has done from those teams Fixing and that. just how different the roster is. But yeah. that's a call for probably another day because uh, I'm almost home. But yeah, try the burger if you haven't. And uh, Jersey Mike, thanks for making me hungry after the gym. Thanks.
1: Yeah, so that, that burger would be pretty easy to make compared to Jersey Mike's. So I will I will try to do my best. I just you know got to get some some materials and whatnot, and I can get knock that one out. I'll, I'll try I'll try to do both, kind of like I did with the hot dogs. I was thinking about I was like oh, I got to get Vienna beef, dude. We got a Chicago style hot dog place right down the street. I could just go there and compare, but um I'm sure they have Vienna beef. Um, but yeah, I got to get that going. It, it, I do like that last little part that you brought up though. Because I, I think it's kind of important context. We remember how the team started. We remember, like how difficult it was. All the different things we were trying to do. Like our our edge rushers, we didn't have any. Clay was washed up, and Perry was terrible. You know, um, we had Mike Daniels and like nothing else. Uh, we could never get any linebackers ever that could play. Our our DBs were just so bad. We had the worst safety group. Remember McMillan. We had the worst safety group in football back before we got HaHa ha Clinton Dix and our corners. We tried so hard over and over and over, and look what we have now. And on top of that, we've we've been able to maintain the offense. I mean, no, we don't have Devonte anymore, and we'll see what what Jordan Love. I mean, obviously that we've got the 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 powerhouse guys like that, but to be able to to revamp this defense to potentially be the most talented defense, whether or not Joe Barry can put it together as a separate issue. But then on top of that, look how good Christian Watson looks. Look at Romeo Dobbs. The fact that we even have a quarterback locked and loaded, like Rodgers leaving, what are you going to do? Oh, we already took care of that in 2020. He's, he's good to go. Oh, freaking sweet. Oh, and we've never had a tight end, but now we've got Luke Musgrave, who looks like very easily could be one of the best we've ever had. I mean, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's a pretty low bar to begin with. But what about the offensive line? Is it still a good offensive line? Yes, it is. Bakhtiari is still here and fantastic. Oh, by the way, we drafted Elton Jenkins, who is a freaking stud. Josh Myers is a sixth round guy. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, John Runyon is a sixth round guy. That is one of the best run, uh, pass blocking guards in football. Josh Myers. Yes, we could have had a better one if we'd taken the other guy. But Josh Myers is a solid pass blocking center that we drafted in the second round. Oh, and a fourth round pick, Zach Tom is holding down the right side. We're all very excited about him. He seems like a fantastic football player in the fourth freaking round. And then on top of that, you know, we, we all the stuff we did on defense. Oh, and we added Jaden Reed. Oh, and we have another tight end, Tucker Kraft, that we're gonna develop. Oh, and then we drafted AJ Dillon, who's who's there, and Aaron Jones and How do we have so much talent everywhere? Again, some of these guys might not pan out. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But just try to remember what it looked like in 2017 and 2018 and how freaking hopeless it was. Like, all we had was Rodgers. And it wasn't good enough. I mean, Rodgers didn't even play that bad in 2018. He was pretty solid. But you'd never know it because the whole team was so awful. Look at what has happened. It's unfreaking believable. It really is. I don't know that I've, I've really fully understood that until you kind of brought up that point. Because the point is, it's really hard. Just to fix one issue. Look how long it took the Vikings to fix their offensive line. Year after year after year after year. The, Se- the Seahawks, it's been like seven, eight years where like the number one priority is offensive line. They still haven't fixed it. There's, their offensive line sucks. I mean, just the, the Baltimore Ravens trying to get wide receivers. It's just like a joke. The Packers never even try, and the first time they just halfway try, they're like, all right, let's get some receivers. They get Watson, they get Dobbs, they get Ture. The next year they get Jaden Reed. Boom. <laughs> An entire wide receiver room, stacked and loaded We'll see to what degree, but clearly better than anything Baltimore has done. It's kind of freaking remarkable. And then to have such a spoiled fan base to look at and go, meh, it's not good enough, Man, Dude, you have to understand how ridiculous this is. It's, it's, it, it shouldn't happen. It really, really shouldn't be that easy. And if Jordan Love pans out and and even two of these wide receivers end up being really solid, like if we have a one and a two on that list between Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Ture, Wicks, um, that is an unfreaking believable job done by the GM, not even counting all that stuff. And again, the defense on top of it, adding Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, and Carl Brooks to Kenny Clark. Oh, and TJ Slayton was added. Oh, and Jonathan Ford was added adding Rashawn Gary and Justin Hollins in free agency and Lucas Van Ness in Kingsley and Igbari, who was a late round pick. Drafting Quay Walker to add to free agent Devondre Campbell to give us the, probably the best pair of linebackers we've had. I don't know, since the sixties. Oh, and we got Isaiah McDuffie and Eric Wilson who are here, who are actually pretty solid. They're great special teamers and really solid backups. We had a Jair Alexander. Oh, and we brought in free agent Razul Douglas to be one of the better cornerback duos in all of football. Eric Stokes, by the way, is still here, but he's injured. He can't play right now. And then we got a seventh round pick, Carrington Valentine, who just suddenly looks like he's a freaking star. I don't know if he is, but that's kind of crazy. Oh, and then Keyshawn Nixon, who is a nobody with the Raiders, comes over to try to do some special team stuff. So he's a pure special teamer, and then we try, him, try to make him into a return man, and he's one of the best return guys in football. Oh, and by the way, he's our starting slot corner. I mean, that's freaking crazy. Do we have a safety? No, we don't really have a safety. Do we have a kicker? I don't know. Probably not. But what I just described in the short window that this guy's been here, he's been here a very short period of time, and most of the stuff I described was in place prior to this year that's just that's stupid that's crazy and it's also part of the reason and i i don't mean to pick on you but it's it's also part of the reason why when we look at josh myers who is a good pick in my opinion we'll see i mean if he if he just cannot hand the ball to the quarterback between his legs okay fine if he regresses as a a pass blocker fine but as he is now without even counting the very real potential that he takes another step as a pass blocker as he is now, I think he's a good pick. And so I will judge him as a good pick, not as a failure because he should have been, he could have been this other pick, which is a better pick. So anyways, I appreciate the call. Yo,
3: Jimmy, Jimmy. Um, so a couple of things, um, First of all, I've discovered recently that there is a chocolate-covered payday. Now, uh, it was a little while ago since we've been, it's been a while since we've been talking about candy bars, it's but true, uh, yes. especially now with your global YouTube audience, I thought maybe I'd <laughs> reintroduce the topic, and I just wanted to, you know, um, bring everyone's attention to the chocolate-covered payday. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I like throwing it in the fridge, so it's got a nice chill to it um and also i don't remember if my uh, passion for the
1: how does a chocolate covered payday compared to a snickers it's got to be relatively close which is weird because it's like i love payday adding chocolate seems amazing not a huge fan of snickers it's fine but it's like it's it's a milky way with nuts which makes it worse which is just it doesn't make sense in my brain how it's like this is amazing and then if you had chocolate, it's better, but it's also worse because now it's Snickers and it would be better if you got rid of the nuts, but the nuts are, I don't know. I don't know. I'm freaking nuts. Good old
3: fashioned Mr. Goodbar ever came through, but <clears throat> if you're a fan of chocolate and peanuts, at least, um, you really can't go wrong with a Mr. Goodbar. At any rate, um, that—that's my, that's my take on candy bars. Um, so pause for comment. Uh, Packers. Turn it into the Packers. Uh, I I was thinking about um, this Anders situation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it certainly doesn't seem like it's getting any better. It's getting weird, honestly. Um, What do you think the chances are that with this trend of going forward and fourth down and whatnot? I'm not going to talk about this yet, so I thought I'd bring it up um maybe we just don't kick very many field goals at all like we just go for it a bunch and with our multi-pronged super cool Matt Lissler offense um maybe it's like not that hard to pick up three yards uh on fourth and three or fourth and four or whatever well not fourth and four and then we we'll need four yards but you know what I'm saying uh rather than going for a field goal that um <clears throat> you know is either pretty far so we don't have faith in it or it's pretty close so we don't have faith in it (laughs) and we're that much closer to a touchdown and it feels to me like that could maybe be the formula for this year um I'm sure we'll try but you know if he (laughs) fails like screw it let's just not kick field goals all gas no break right that's the whole way. Let's see, anything else that I want to say about anything? Um, Excited for this Patriots game. I love these joint uh, practices. It's real fun to hear about Jordan Love looking good against somebody else's defense and our defense looking good against somebody else's offense. Like it's it's the best. Uh, I really dig it. And if if Rodgers was a part of not having joint practices in the past. Uh, which I'm pretty sure that seems like the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really uh, unfortunate because I think they're really valuable and really fun for us
5: fans. Go back go.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously they they did the joint practice in spite of Aaron Rodgers' protest. But I, I really wouldn't be surprised at all if it was somewhat of a compromise. And I think now that he's gone, you're seeing kind of just an explosion of Matt Lafleur saying, "I'm going to do whatever the heck I want now because I'm I'm the man in charge." things like making the offense do push-ups, which I really doubt Rodgers ever would have done that or been okay with anything like that, um, which is good. The, the coach should be in control of being the coach of the football team. That's the way that that should go. So uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the uh, the honors thing, somebody else did call in, talk about something similar in terms of should we go for two. Um, and again, I think it just comes down to a calculus. There, There's a percentage chance that you're going to make it. So our success rate on these Plays also. Fa- Would you get off my camera? You're doing that on purpose, freaking fly. He, he I, hmm, okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to make it hurt. I'm going to make it hurt. I'm just letting you know right now when I finally figure out a way to catch you, you're going to suffer a little bit because you think you're funny and you're not. Um, <laughs> okay. He's a little funny. He's a little jerk. What are we talking about? Uh, yeah. So, so our ability to convert. Fourth downs is gonna factor into that. If we suck at it, you know that that's gonna kind of determine whether or not we end up, you know kicking the field goals or what we end up doing. But um, what the heck was I talking about? i'm I'm so distracted by this stupid thing, but but, yeah, so so it's just gonna be a matter of is, is should we take the points with the fifty percent chance we get the points here? And then you know, fifty percent that we give them pretty good field position, or do we just go for it? And teams are going for it more now, anyways, especially if we're talking about in field goal range. And that's going to be kind of the the uh, the biggest part here. I mean, he he does have a relatively big leg, but he also struggles the further he gets away. Also, so I mean, what is that range which you say let's just go for it? You know what I mean? So yeah, I I I do think actually that's a good point. There probably will be an uptick in going for it on. on fourth down i tell you what um i'm first of all distracted but second of all we're uh getting a little bit low on calls i've got nine and i want to record another one right after this so um we're just going to stop here and i think i'm actually going to try live again let's just try live again but uh anyways i appreciate you guys checking it out and have a good day i'll talk to you later (laughs) bye-bye